0: Thank you so much. So, as you can see, I'm kind of like a three on the frat boy hotness scale, right? I'm fat, I'm hairy, and I'm scary. They don't like someone who could take them in a fight. The only thing I got going for me is that I'm white, right? (sighs) But the truth of the matter is that I'm more like the square root of five. My hotness factor is like irrational, right? And you can tell this because sometimes men will like drunkenly come to me and be like, please help me understand this boner that I have for you. You're not my type, but I just don't get it. And I'm like, dude, I spent like $8 on this whiskey and you're wasting the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) So the problem with being irrationally hot is you wind up in a lot of irrational situations, which also leads to some irrational decision-making, leading me to the story I will tell you tonight. It's 2017. I was a student at UC Berkeley. I was working two jobs. And uh, I was just subpoenaed to testify in a murder trial. So I am stressed to fuck. And I mean that, stressed to fuck. And my favorite way to fuck is to get beaten the shit out of me, right? (laughs) I love using OkCupid. It's like my jam. Tinder, again, Frat boy three, doesn't work very well. But if you turn the straight people off on OkCupid, okay it becomes a whole world. It's my whole social life in San Francisco, let me tell you. <sighs> so I was on this hot streak, right? And I met a few guys. One guy hit me with a stun gun. Another dude wanted to staple my pussy shut, you know? I was in threesomes, I was in orgies, like the whole gambit, right? I liked sex and I liked whiskey. That was the only reason I I even fucking graduated, let's be real. (laughs) So, I meet this guy. We'll call him Jack, right? And Jack says he's a dom and no one can handle him at his hardest. And I'm like, motherfucker, I've heard that line before. Right? It just means you've watched as much Pornhub as you can, like, you know, take on your time off. But, you know, you like cats. (laughs) I I got a cat. You can meet my cat, right? You like music? I like music. And I I just want to get laid, let's be real. So I'm like, all right, I got this great idea. It's not a great idea, okay? (laughs) And I tell him, all right, I'm going to pick you up from work. And you're going to come over and you're going to hit me with your best shot. You're going to take me and you're going to just brutalize me. If you say someone can't take you at your hardest, I want you to fucking prove it. And he's all over this idea. And then I say, the catch is that neither one of us can speak. And he's got this like long hair, dark brown eyes, full lips. He's, he's not terrible looking. Uh, I go and I pick him up. And some of those assets start to dwindle a little bit because he's got that like thing where your jeans start to tatter because they're too long. And like his sneakers are gross, which is one thing when you're in like middle school. But he's like 30. <laughs> So, and he also has gamer bod, right? Which is like the bod you get when you're like crouched over your computer. No body shame, but like y'all aren't buying standing desks and bike commuting to work for no reason. (laughs) So he gets in the car and he's just dripping with tension, right? We get him back to, I get him back to my house and he tosses me around like a rag doll. I'm 200 pounds and I was even heavier back then. It's not easy to do. But he's clumsy as shit about it, right? His strikes are landing all wrong. He, again, porn dom, right? He's trying to skull fuck me, but he doesn't have a depreciation for the practice and the nuance and how much work it takes to open your throat. And also his dick really isn't big enough for it. Which, again, no body shame. I'm all about this because I'm still in it. This was my idea, right? So... I'm sitting there being like, all right, motherfucker, clearly this worked out much better for you than it did for me. I had two lip piercings at the time, and they were just bleeding. Uh, and I was like, oh, God. So the plan was that we would have this whole kink scene. He would do whatever he was going to do, and then we were going to smoke some weed and hang out and watch cartoons. <laughs> right? So I, we're done. I bring him to the living room. We smoke some weed, and I introduce him to my cat. Now Moose is like, he's built like he's made of a swarm of wasps and he's like black and he's just constantly like in everything. But he's got this really charismatic personality and you know, he's a cat person. So they hit it off all right. And before long he's like, let's go back to your bed. I'm like, okay, here we go. We get back into my bed. We're there for maybe 15 seconds. I'm thinking we're still in the cartoons phase and we're not. He decides he's going to grab my Hitachi off my bedside table. And he goes, can I use this on you? And I go, actually, yeah, my shoulder kind of hurts a little bit. If you could massage that, that'd be great. 20 seconds, and he's moving it down to my clit. And I'm just like, well, I mean, I didn't get off. You got off plenty, but I didn't, so I guess I'm in this. Now, before, he was choking me a whole bunch, right? And he was doing it all wrong. My throat was sore. My muscles were sore. And he starts choking me again. And I'm like, man, this is too much. I need you to take your arm off. No more choking. He's like, okay. Five seconds later, motherfucker's arm is around my neck again. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. I turn off the vibrator, take a deep breath, and I go, so I explicitly told you not to do something, and then you did it. This is my bed, and that's not allowed. So then he laughs, and he's like, what, do you want me to leave? And I go, yeah, I do. So I stand up and at this point Moose jumps onto the edge of the bed, right? He's kind of watching the situation and I'm like, okay, so you can leave. And he does this thing that I swear to God, if you do this, be fucking mindful about it. He lays there and he goes, I'm leaving. I'm like, you're not leaving, you're laying there. (laughs) No, but I'm leaving. No, you're fucking not. So I throw his pants at him and that causes him to shoot up. He's looking for his clothes and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I text you? And I'm like, no, get out of my house, please. I just want to deal with the fact that you're an asshole in peace. So he reaches over to grab his bag off my bed, right? And Moose launches himself at the dude's arm and just wraps himself around, teeth gnashing, like claws bearing. (laughs) And the thing about Moose, he's not doing this to be protective of me, right? He's doing this because I've already set him up as a vulnerable target and my cat just likes hurting people. The guy at this point is genuinely terrified. He's shaking his arm around with my cat on it, right? I'm so sorry, I'm such an asshole. And I'm like, I know, and the penance means nothing. Get the fuck out. I'm laughing, but I'm crying and I pull the cat off of him and I try to explain that my cat just kind of does this to people, but this was a special case. So the guy leaves and I kind of like have to spend the night getting real with the fact that like my consent was just violated but my cat saved my ass, so it's all good. The guy texts me, and he's like trying to apologize. And I'm like, all right, what's, what's your fucking excuse here? And he goes, I have a learning disability. And it makes me forget things. And I'm like, motherfucker, there are millions of people with learning disabilities who manage to not be an asshole. Do not throw them under the bus for your incompetence. Not by a fucking long shot. So I've never spoken to him again but I hope you get three lessons from this. The first is that consent is revocable at any time. The second is don't let, like don't spend the night with someone you don't want to spend the fucking night with. You want someone to leave, kick them out. If you want to leave, fucking leave, you know? And lesson number three, never trust a masochist cat. Thank you very much.